Hey, y'all. Uncle Tickles here. You are listening to the TMC Podcast. That's the movie club, like a book club, but with movies. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give everyone a quick reminder that if you're not already a member of the TKOK Facebook group, stop what you're doing. Get over there and join. Lots of great discussion and content happening daily. If you are watching this on YouTube, please smash that like button, subscribe, and leave some comments below. Anything you think we can do to improve uh, the show that you're watching and loving, uh, please let us know. Be sure to do that. And if you are someone that likes to listen to the podcast who doesn't watch over on YouTube, this might be one of those episodes you want to hop over and check out. Uh, Not only do we put a lot of effort into the video production, but Uncle Tickles is really in the spirit of this episode. Uh, In fact, you can call me Mr. Topaz today because we're not going by our real names, just like in the movie Clue, uh, which is the occasion uh, that I'm all dressed up today for. We're joined by the co-founder of TKOK and the co-host of the TMC podcast, Kate Flynn, and her adorable husband, Mike. We're getting together to talk about Clue, the cult classic, whodunit based on the popular board game. Um, I love the idea of Movie Club because of movies like this. This is a movie I would never have watched on my own and certainly would not have done the research I did for it. Um, Spoiler alert, I'm kind of lukewarm on the movie, but what I love is the story of how this movie got made. Uh, the script was passed on to six different writers by the one of the other writers, John Landis. And, uh, and before it landed on Jonathan Lynn's desk, he was the, the sixth individual who attempted to, to write the script. He ended up being the director because John Landis went on to direct uh, Spies Like Us that same year. This movie could have gone wildly different, um, not just because because of the possible writers, uh, but also the casting choices. If it wasn't for uh, cocaine, a death, and the studio not wanting to take a chance on uh, the eventual Mr. Bean, who knows what this movie would have looked like. Uh, The movie itself was a commercial flop at the time, 1985, but it does celebrate an 86% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and has 7.3 stars out of 10 on IMDb. So... Fuck what you heard, it's what you're hearing. We're talking about Clue today. Prop cause, take us away. podcast. I am one of the hosts, Uncle Tickles. We are joined once again by my co-host, Kate, the host of Pop Mom, and her delicious husband, that sexy hunk of beautiful prime rib, Michael. Yeah, man flesh. Mr. and Mrs. Azul tonight, because we're not using real (laughs) names. I forgot. Mr. Topaz and uh, the Azuls. Say hi, Azuls. (laughs) What's up? What's up with that stash? (laughs) 
Well, you know, uh, it actually looks just like Tim Curry. <laughs> well, it, it looks a lot like Frank Reynolds in um, <laughs> what was the one that the little showgirl the showcase one where he's doing the um, <laughs> oh, the beauties, uh, little Frank's beauties, little Frank's beauties, yes, uh, Frank's little beauties, yeah, Frank's little beauties, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know that I, I take that as a compliment. Uh, well, what, what's going on with this with this mustache? Did you guys get one of these letters? I got I one of these. I got one of these letters, and it told it's me to right come there. to this, come to this podcast tonight. And uh, I'm not supposed to use my real name, so it's uh, it's it's kind of a mystery. But I think it will unfold as the evening goes on. Um, actually, uh oh, oh, did you guys hear that? Mr. Topaz, are you still with us? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so we killed Mr. Topaz. We gotta find out who did it today. Okay, if death is chicken nuggets in the mouth, I am okay. With I was based uh, on that stash. I see this more of an, an autoerotic association type accident. <laughs> it's also possible. Also possible. That like, it's I, really upset that all of his content doesn't get used. But sometimes you gotta wonder why. <laughs> yeah, no, this is all good news. <laughs> this is all gold stuff. Um, so tonight, if you guys haven't guessed by my attire or by that wonderful intro, we were, we're talking about the movie Clue, picked by you, our listeners and viewers. And nominated by a guest who isn't here today, uh, and I, I think it's good to to at least acknowledge that this was one of his favorite movies. We're talking about it without him, so um, let me start by asking the Azuls: uh, Were you guys big fans of the game Clue when you guys were kids? Is this something you guys played in your households? I had Clue Junior, and I never progressed to the full version of Clue. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I don't I just blew out of board games. Yeah, I don't think there's much of a difference actually between <laughs> Clue Junior and, and regular Clue. Might I mean, be... I think it was like good, you know, like you get a little board of shoots and ladders, you want to, yeah. you know, toss it up and throw in a murder mystery. For sure, for sure. Mike, were you guys playing a lot of Clue in your house? <laughs> I really don't remember any board games in my house, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> so that's a good point. Uh, so Clue Junior, <laughs> no board games. No. Yeah. yeah, no, well, I, I, we didn't have an appetite for board games in my house. <laughs> we didn't play a ton either. Uh, the last, last time I remember That would require a couple family members getting along long enough to. That was the problem in our household. I remember we stopped, we stopped playing like, board games. I, you know, it was very early on, before kindergarten, and it was uh, after a very heated game of uh, Candyland between my dad and I. So that's when we stopped playing. Uh, Kate, it sounds like maybe you guys played... And it doesn't have to be Clue. Did you guys play more games? Yeah, I think we, we definitely played board games. I like board games. What's your favorite? I mean, like, some of them. I shouldn't say that. Like, I can't really get into, like, Catan and, like, some of those, like, really, like, big. But there's, Elaborate. like, a lot of involvement, and it takes a really long time. I just kind of, like, get bored. Gotcha. What was your favorite board game? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I like playing games with the kids. Ellie got a really good one called Zingo. And it has this, like, thing that you just, like, shoot out, like, bingo tiles, and then you have to make, like, a mad grab for it. And that might not be how they really play it, but that's how Ellie told us yeah. that's how we play. Awesome. Sounds like, a, sounds like another game that I remember kind of playing. It was kind of like Spoons, the game Spoons. Oh, I loved Spoons. The concept's the same. The, 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 quick, the quick grab is similar. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Had, had you guys seen Clue before? I think I'd seen parts of it. I don't it's think I ever saw it like totally like all the way through. This was my first time. So, uh, you know, it's I don't... first time seeing Clue? All the way through, yeah. I mean, I'd never actually sat down and watched the entire movie before. So, um, I feel like I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more had I seen it, you know, earlier on. But, uh, you know, we'll kind of get into that later. What were, what were your impressions of, uh, on the movie overall watching it? Um, I took some notes. Mike took notes. <laughs> I was prepared for... I prepared for this one. A mini awesome. conversation. I, yeah. I watched the movie and I prepared. <laughs> That's better amazing. than other appearances I've got deleted. <laughs> That's so, true. I thought, here's my takes. Opening credit font, similar to the Clockwork Orange font. Coincidence? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I got that sweater string. <laughs> Dog poop on shoes. Oh yeah, what was that? <laughs> oh, the, the smelling. Yeah, the smelling. <laughs> what would but what that, that tie, didn't tie into I anything? I wanted that to like be a clue in who killed them, like whoever didn't have shit on their shoe or something. That's a good point. Uh, I, I was thinking that was going to tie in later, and, uh, and it never came. Or, or at least maybe if you're an eagle-eyed viewer, let us know if it if it is more relevant. We just miss it. Um, next thing, it was a well-assembled room of scumbags. <laughs> uh, I've been in a lot of room of scumbags. You can tell. Uh, it was well assembled. Um, I also, one of my favorite characters um, was um, dark hair, dark dress. What was uh, her the, name? The 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 female, the Madeline Kahn. Uh, yeah, Miss White. Yeah. Miss White. Yes. Um, the the genital removal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 dude, she doesn't play games, dude. She's dude. She comes to the table and so. She was Lorena, dude. I'll give the dude that was the Lorena Bobbitt move before it was popular. <laughs> she was the original. He was always a rather stupidly optimistic man. I mean, I'm afraid it came as a great shock to him when he died, but he, he was found dead at home. His head had been cut off, and so had his, uh, you know. For sure, for sure, the chopper. Which brings me to another conspiracy theory: Is did Lorena Bobbitt take that idea from the movie Clue? Is, is Lorena Bobbitt a huge Clue fan? <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt, if you're listening, ask us. <laughs> I, I assume she's probably she's probably streaming this. So she's yeah, we'll so, find out. So that actress that played Miss White, do you, uh, I you know I I recognized her, but I couldn't place her for for what what I recognized her from. Um, she was one of the main characters, of, like the uh, burlesque dancer in Blazing Saddles. Okay. Another so, good movie. Yeah, another really really good comedy. Another movie I haven't seen. Oh, that's a really good one. Um, so oh, yeah, also, keep going, keep going. Here. Yeah, there, more notes. More here. So um, also the move I really did appreciate from the butler was um first first fight move he goes to is the footstep. <laughs> <eye boat. laughs> the double eye boat. Yeah, you don't stupid. see that, you don't you don't see that a lot in the loud brawl. <laughs> it was very crafty. <laughs> Which kind of sums up Tim Curry's character in it in, in a sum of that he move. Was, so he was shisty. Uh, very shisty. Uh, another part that I really liked was when they, when they, he was given a harsh, really direct breakdown of why they were selected, was because um, he was what Mr. Big thought it was un-American, which then, which at another point was like, wasn't the only one guy there for being gay? Like at that point in the fifties in New Hampshire, like that was completely un-American. <laughs> pretty harsher. Yeah. Pretty harsher that guy. Yeah. And then how it ended, yeah, no, remember? Or in the, with the third ending, yeah, or how the, it really happened. Where he's very, 
Yeah, where he's actually where straight. He's he like, and I'm going wife. home to sleep with my wife in case there was an ounce of confusion. <laughs> like. Okay, Chief, take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yeah, that seemed, that seemed really in your face. Um, Verified. Also, oh, go ahead. That was a true story. Uh, I didn't know why Willie Boyle would say that often. He would leave, When he would leave parties, he would say, I'm going home to sleep with my wife. And I didn't know that he was quite a clue. For, I, I really didn't know that's that. It's so that's, funny that, that it just knows. came together yeah. for you. I was like, oh, that's where he's quoting clue. He wasn't just trying to profess his heterosexuality. <laughs> well. uh, the other part uh, that I, I was really intrigued by was just how people just getting locked in that one phone room were like completely cool to just get locked in there. Like the one dude went to make a quick call. All of a sudden, he's locked in there, and then they're back off. Search. No, but like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, why am I locked in your other cop? They locked him in there like twice. He's like, well, like, just locked a cop in that phone room. Like, no one questioned it. They were okay with it. Yeah. So, I mean, that brings me to the next point. Where, like, were they completely in on it from the beginning, or was it just completely cool to lock people in phone rooms back in the 50s in New Hampshire? In hidden rooms, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it depends on, on what ending you, you ascribe to a little bit also. Um, but yeah, definitely some questionable reactions to being locked in rooms. It seemed, but it, you know, it was supposedly. But you have a hidden room. I so do, maybe yeah. you get it. Aren't you in a hidden room right <laughs> I, now? I'm currently in a hidden room. So you're like yeah. in clue for real. Yeah, that's a, that's a true story. Um, those are some, you know, I'm, I'm impressed, Mike. Those are some pretty extensive notes. You got more? Yeah, two more. Two more. Um, so the lock of people in the room, super sketchy. Um, deep dive into a couple characters. Uh, I got to say, uh, the room full of all of them, I got to say the creepiest is definitely Doc. Um, <laughs> the, like the insane, he's basically been an, an, ex, an ex-rapist uh, <laughs> doctor sleeping with mentally ill people. Yeah. Questionable, definitely questionable character. For sure, Professor Plum is is definitely uh, sus. He's definitely a little sus. Yeah, he's super creep. Um, also, last but not least, uh, final note is the way that Tim Curry just generally annoys me uh, throughout the <laughs> movie. Like, I kind of start getting a little fired up watching him run around. I don't know why. Not a Wadsworth fan? I, uh, I wouldn't say I, I disliked him. The, the running part, maybe the, the nervous okay. energy eventually yeah. gets a little annoying. So, yeah, I, I guess one of the things that I was kind of taken back by was how anxious this movie made me. And it's like the nervous energy, I think you, you mentioned. Uh, I couldn't put my finger on it, but that's a good way to, to describe it. Um, it. In, you know, when I was reading about the the movie and the way it came to be, the other thing that kind of, it felt like it was a play more so than a movie. And uh and that makes sense when I found out who ended up being direct, who ended up being the director, which was a, a, a like a stage director. So um, I think the nervous energy, the the play like kind of um, whole way it came together, it was it was all right. It, it kind of was one of those things that just kept me from getting totally into it. Um, those were my my first overall impressions. I, I and, oh this was the other thing the. Uh, Mrs. Scarlet or Madame Scarlet, I swore that was Susan Sarandon. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I can see that. I for my whole life, I thought Susan Sarandon was in that movie, and, uh, and even until the credits, and when I started doing research for it, I guess uh, for someone who's not as big a Susan Sarandon fan as myself, they yeah. might have made that mistake. <laughs> I was just pretty preppy to what was going on. But. Yeah, it looked very, very much uh, Susan Sarandon. So 
yeah, that, that kind of blew my mind. Um, and I did like, I did like Doc's uh, kind of performance as the super creepy Professor Plum. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those, those were some of my favorites. Um, and, and those were the things that stood out to me immediately. The, um, the dog shit thing, I kind of wish, or, or whatever it was, I, you know, whether if that's what it actually was, I, I wish that would have come back into play. Um, yeah. I mean, you can never have uh, two little dog poop references in movies. Yeah. Would you be surprised if I told you that this had an 86% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? No, I was surprised how many people voted for it just on the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the website itself. So there's definitely a good following. I will say this. I am a sucker for 80s movies in general. So I right off the bat, it definitely gets my attention. I thought it, it's definitely, it was definitely worth watching again. I yeah. definitely, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of uh, of Tim Curry, but it also kind of gives me a Rocky Horror Picture vibe. I, like I yeah. could I could see it being something like you'd watch in a theater with a bunch of people, and they're all kind of like dressed up really weirdly, uh, like characters, and uh, and going nuts over certain parts. Um, Kate, what were some of your first impressions of the movie? Just going back and rewatching it, I loved their outfits. Well, the females' outfits. The males yeah. were so so. But um, I really, like, I loved Miss Peacock and how, like, she did, like, look like peacocky. Um, and then Miss Scarlet, I really liked her dress. I, like, totally liked that dress a lot. Um, so the wardrobe. It's, like, kind of hard to follow. Yeah. I, like, it was, it was, like, a fine movie. I give it, like, and I'm totally indifferent to it. Yeah. No, the wardrobe I was reading that they actually forced the women to wear, like, uh, Corsets. Like period yeah, like period accurate pieces. Oh, so that's crazy. Yeah, so um, so I guess, and I don't think it was actually, yeah, um, it wasn't Yvette's character. Maybe it was Miss Scarlet's character that is the one that had the really like hers was really severe. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, they're saying that they had to create like a lean thing where she would just like, during like off, when it was off, she couldn't sit down or anything. She would just right. lean on this thing to put her arms up. Um, oh my god! Yeah. Speaking of timepiece accuracy, one thing I really did enjoy <laughs> was the, um, the doorbell. We rang it. It was this thing. The bell. Dun, dun, dun. I think we're thinking about putting one of those in. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I haven't talked to you about it. It's, for our bedroom. <laughs> for yes. Yeah, like, come in. Yeah. The kids would, <laughs> come on. Yeah, we would room. never sleep. Never. <laughs> um, I guess. Oh, oh, another cool like uh, Mrs. Peacock, the actress. So that woman. Um, this was her first film back in like a number of years. She was hit by a car or in a car accident, ended up breaking a number of bones and getting addicted to painkillers. And this was her first like film back after the addiction. Like she was straight out of the Betty Ford clinic, literally um, when she did this movie, um, which I, I thought, and there was like, so Carrie Fisher was also supposed to be one of the uh, lead roles. And she went into drug rehab right before the filming of this. Good old drugs. Yeah, good old drugs. <laughs> yeah. Drugs. What were your guys' favorite scenes? I like, I, I'll say the collection. I liked the first ending, probably, I think, in the way that one played out. So right. I would probably say, in terms of scenes, I would probably say that ending collection. Okay. Probably that collection of scenes. I just can't picture ending with the butler being good. Yeah. Because, like, I still think it was all, like, him that did it. You want that? Fourth... Like I think he set the whole thing up. Well, there was a fourth ending that they never showed. Tell us more. Well, well, I I don't actually know what the I, <laughs> oh. I don't. Well, no, I, I don't know <laughs> what that, that fourth ending was, but just that they wrote a fourth. A, a, the the story goes the guy who got the writing job and ended up being the director, uh, he got the job, 
because a bunch of other people had gotten it and either like given up or when they heard his final condition, which was that he write four different endings. And when this aired in theaters, you didn't get all three endings at the same time. One theater would so get smart. one theater would get one ending, another theater would get a different ending. Everyone thought it was going to be a big smart. It ended up being a huge flop. It's it's now like a big cult classic and people love it. But uh, for for the time, it was a flop. It was uh, it does a really fascinating article about it. Um, like that made Tim Curry so angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. In this article, Tim Curry does get angry because it was like they kind of outed him in this article that he found out that they offered it to two other actors right before him. One dude died after they offered it to him and the other guy the other guy was mr bean and the studio didn't <laughs> want mr bean they're like no we, we've never heard of this dude before mr bean got huge um yeah see that would have changed the entire storyline because i don't know if he could be like seriously like evil. have that <laughs> yeah for sure um so my favorite like i was i i, I you know I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence on this movie in general um liked it more than i thought i was or I thought I would, but still wasn't in love with it. But my favorite scene is when the, the cop shows up because he sees the car parked and then he's kind of doing a look around and they, he goes into the one room and they're like one dude's making out with the dead body <laughs> and the other dude's <laughs> yeah. like, like yeah. there's like basically Lots a of, dead body yeah. orgy going on. That I, I I had a good chuckle at that scene. That was probably And then Christopher Lloyd just had lipstick on his face for like the rest of the movie. I was just like I came back yeah. in at one point and I was like, why is his face so red? Yeah. Um yeah, so that was pretty good. And then <laughs> He's like, Hey, there's nothing going wrong. He's like, This is America. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene just killed me. I thought that was probably the best for sure the best like stretch in the whole movie. Um and and then there was a line that I you know I I'm, I'm sure it's quoted a lot, but um, when uh, it's the 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 it was Flynn's woman, Mrs. White, when she's she's like he he didn't like me very much. She threatened to kill me in public, and he's like, why would she want to kill him in public? Oh yeah, <laughs> and really, she's like, no 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 no, no. But yeah, kill her in public. Yeah, yeah. so though that's funny. Yeah, that, that, I, I thought that scene was pretty good. Um, Otherwise, when you stepped out, I was just saying that the the nervous energy kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety. Uh, that I wasn't kind of expecting that, um, and it seemed a little bit more like a play. That's um, so some of the things that I it didn't did enjoy. seem very play like. Yeah, I can totally say that because like, going I'm, from room to room, scene changes. Yeah, see that it could almost be a, a, a good play, um, and maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> um, who who did you think? And I think we've kind of alluded to this a little bit. But who were some of your strongest performances? All of the real boobs in there did really great. Oh yeah, there was this was I mean oh, the boobs, a lot yeah. of boobs, yeah, a lot of boobs. I, was I like, did... They're so like squishy looking, like yeah. really like top notch real boobs. Yeah. So so our our friend uh, Jenrick nominated this film, and uh, and when I asked him why, even though he couldn't, you know, I wanted them like, hey, you know, can you give me some reasons why? He's like, oh, you know. I just, I never saw a movie before take something from so little, which is like this board game and, and extrapolate so much. Um, and, uh, and then I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was just little generic, like, like, you know, his parents were pretty strict. And if I imagine them letting, this is like probably the closest thing to a dirty movie he was able to watch. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of cleavage for a, a, like a Carl Jenner approved family movie. Um, so that, that, that was probably one of my big takeaways. I was shocked by that. 
Um, and and, and <laughs> my theory is that that's why Jenrick likes this movie primarily. I know a lot of stiff socks around the Jenrick household. <laughs> yeah, I know about his secret Terry Hatcher folder. <laughs> I know about Jenrick's secret Terry Hatcher folder. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, stop talking. I feel bad yeah. for her. Okay, so strongest performances. I think as annoying oh. as I found him, I think Tim I think Tim Curry. Yeah, totally. The butler, especially like the, the rundown at the end is pretty good. Yeah. Um I mean nobody else, I mean maybe Miss White um, stayed in character yeah. the whole time. Like very yeah. character. Like I feel like Miss Scarlet was almost like looking at the camera sometimes for like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, I don't know. That's like kind of what threw me, but made it feel very like play like like you said. But I like I still loved it. Like all their I don't know. I thought they had like really great facial expressions, all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think um uh, I mean Miss Peacock even though she wasn't my favorite character, I think that act, that actress did a really great job. Um, Christopher Lloyd, we've talked about, I think he did a, a great creep for Professor Plum. Um, and, oh, oh, yeah, I mean, and, and Michael McKean, I, I think, um, from Spinal Tap and, uh, and who played Mr. Green, um, I, I thought he also did a, a really great job as well. Um, I have a hard time so with Mr. Green's character. He's also the same guy from Best in Show. Yeah. Oh, it's also another really hilarious movie. So every time I, I saw him, I kept wanting to do that character instead. So it was, that one was hard to... Yeah, no, I mean, to. that's a great actor. He's been in a bunch of really good stuff, um, which I think is a good segue into, if you were to recast this movie today, if you were going to remake Clue um, and recast all the different characters, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys a, a couple seconds to think, and, and I'm going to go with my recasting of the film. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, Colonel Mustard, I'm going to go with Mike Holmgren, uh, former coach of the Packers. Yeah, that's a really good one. And I think he would be a great uh, Colonel Mustard. Um, for Professor Plum, I'm going to actually do Johnny Depp, but Johnny Depp doing kind of like a Hunter S. Thompson thing. And I think he would uh, I think he would work really well. Um, for Miss Scarlet, since I thought it was Susan Sarandon, I'm just going to have Susan Sarandon actually play Miss Scarlet. Yes. And that's going to be... Um, that's going to be my my Miss Scarlet. Um, my Tim Curry, I'm going to go with Idris Eba. Uh, the, I, I think, I, did he get the Bond part? Yeah, he's been in a bunch of, uh, I think he was also Stringer Bell. Um, fantastic actor. And, and also a singer. I also, love Stringer Bell. And soccer player. I didn't know that. Mike's a really big fan. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Did any other Idris Eba I was a big fan of The Wire yeah oh yeah <laughs> love The Wire um okay so that that gets me to Miss White who uh I'm going to have played by this was a tough one I was I was kind of in between a couple different actresses um but I ended up going with Aquafina the um from yeah she was the she's voice. She's so too loud for that, though. Yeah, but you know, I think she's a. Uh, I'm, I'm counting on her to bring it down a little bit. I just see her as a nice matricidal type of uh, Black Widow character. I don't know. I, 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 and I, I'm going for a little diverse cast here. Um, who do I have left? I have, oh, Yvette. See, Yvette and, and Wadsworth were the two hardest ones, I think. Um, 
Yeah, that I'm gonna go with Halle Berry. So I got a couple characters here we can. I'm probably just gonna have up. commentary on mics and maybe add in a couple of my own because I realized as you named off a bunch of people that I don't know that many people's names. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm gonna take Professor Plum and do um, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. <laughs> I'm taking this peacock. I think I'm gonna bring in Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Colonel Mustard is obviously going to go to Kurt Russell. <laughs> wait, wait, who is Jennifer Lawrence going to be? Uh, Miss Peacock. Okay, Miss Peacock. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, Mr. Mr. Body, uh, uh-huh. the uh, the one that turned out to be a butler, <laughs> it's going to be Steven Seagal. <laughs> That's, That's a good really resemblance. Good There's a good resemblance there too. He's going to be so big. <laughs> That's, That's all right. Move the couch. <laughs> it's a big body to move. <laughs> the big pony. Um, Mr. Green is going to be Rick Moranis. Oh, I didn't catch me. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good Mr. That's Green. a really good one. Yeah. Like, can it be a Ghostbusters Rick Moranis? Could be. <laughs> Miss Miss White is going to be Claire Danes. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, Who we got left here? Miss... The maid. Oh, Miss Scarlet. Mm-hmm. I think I do like the Susan Sarandon stepped in. I do too. Um, I also think that um, I also think I, I think a little bit some more a little sassy like Bonnie Raitt. She'll give him something to talk about. I got a feeling that's we, some sassiness. We're talking about some really some really uh, like underrated, properly rated redheads out there. Yeah, and Bonnie Raitt would be good. So and then finally. You know, who's going to step in for, um, who's going to step in for the, I'm thinking, this is 1985, I'm thinking a young Tom Cruise comes in <laughs> and really steals the show as the butler. So wait, who is the maid? Oh, and then the maid, um, Yvette. Um, wow, I, I think Kristen Wiig. That would be funny. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm here for Kristen Wiig. Okay, well, so let's take it one step further. The cook, who would be the cook? Uh, oh, I think that's Kevin James. <laughs> the cook, I think, who's the uh, who's the guy that plays opposite of Borat in all his movies? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That that portly gentleman? I think he would be a great cook. That would be a good casting. That would be a great casting. Oh, God, what about the guy whose car gets, like, stuck on that, like, really random hill in the middle of the road? I mean, no. we're really, I mean, that's really tech casting deep. It is. I know, but you've been doing such a good job. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's flexing the casting muscle. I would re, I would recast that guy with, I don't know the actor's name, but he's the uh, hes the guy that's the opera singer in the Goonies. I could switch that guy in. <laughs> I can see him. I can see him bringing a lot to the table. I don't know his name per se, but I've seen some of his work, and one I like what I. One of the Fratelli brothers. Yeah, I, one of the Fratelli brothers. I, I like what he could do. That's pretty fantastic, um, Mike. You've already mentioned your favorite ending was when Scarlet uh, and uh, basically Scarlet's the killer. Um, Kate, what what was your favorite ending? Um, the one where the butler died, but I didn't like want him to die. It was just that that was the one. Like, because I just, like, can't picture him being good. Like, I just knew he wasn't. He just had that sly look on his face. Yeah. I I enjoyed the one where uh, Miss Peacock killed everybody. Um, Yeah. 
That was just, I don't know why. I just prefer oh, to go Lady video. Rage. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I think that's about all I had for this. Um, we'll let Pop Cross take us away. But before we do, I have an opportunity. We're going to talk a little bit about the movie that should have been picked, Airborne. Let me tell you what Stalin is. The perfect session. A-frame wave, ground swell, spitting out salt water in your face, doing a 360 without a bounce. I call it the consciousness razor. Mitchell's life was a California dream. <laughs> Until he woke up in Cincinnati. What do you think? It's wild, right? We're just so excited about having you here. Slow down a little bit, Wiley. Hands on Janet, too. His cousin wants him to meet his friends. You, where do I know you from? You used to uh, flush my head in the urinals. <laughs> They're an interesting bunch. I could be Elvis. It's possible. I really like to sleep, and I like Nintendo. They all want Mitchell to feel right at home. And if it wasn't for Nikki... How are you? You must be getting pretty homesick, huh? Not right now. He'd have no reason to stay. Man, I'm gonna throw up. For the next six months, his days of sun, <gasps> sand, and surf <laughs> have been put on ice. Oh, see you in school. In a city where no one understands him. I need traffic, smog, heat waves. Who would have thought he'd become a hero? by doing what he does best. He's been challenged by the prep to a little skating race. We thought maybe he'd, you know, want to skate on our team. No. He has one chance to prove himself. One final race to win. And he's the one who has what it takes to put them over the top. Airborne. I think I'm starting to like Cincinnati. For the people who haven't seen Airborne, why should they go see it? I mean, pound for pound, you're not going to find better rollerblades. It's true, it's true. It inspired me to buy another pair of rollerblades. Uh, it's arguably Jack Black's best movie, too. Um, it, yes, for sure. Where does it rank in your all-time sports movies? Sports movies? I won. <laughs> I mean the athleticism that it took to to skate Devil's Backbone. I mean that, you don't you don't just walk into that little giants you know, though. Little giants, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sandlot. Um, do you buy that roller hockey was ever as large as it's portrayed the, to be in the city of Cincinnati? I do. I think it's a way of life for a lot of people there. <laughs> I wasn't aware. I, I have cousins that live there, and they confirmed to me that rollerblading, at least where the the parts of Cincinnati they lived in, was was not as uh, as popular. It wasn't as robust as the movie would make it seem. No, no, no. I feel like it's a tough it's a tough winter sport. Yeah. Uh, what what are your favorite scenes from from the movie Airborne like? Um, I mean the the school scene where he first introduces himself. <laughs> okay, Mitchell. Mitchell Guzan, at your service. Uh, I'm not from around here. Hey. What to tell? Well, I don't have any stories. Don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Don't care. Just as long as I live near the beach and don't have to wear a tie. Then I'll be styling. Styling? What? What? Styling? Let me tell you what styling is. The perfect session. 
A-frame wave, ground swell, spitting out salt water in your face, doing a, a little lip action move, a, a 360 without a bounce. I call it a liquid draino, wannabe bullwinkle. I tell you no lie, my friends. It's a consciousness razor. Oh, man, I'm gonna throw up. What's consciousness? Other than that, I don't know. Give me some um, Captain Crunch berries, a couple bean burritos, maybe an otter pop or two, and I'm a pretty happy oh, camper. Get up there. I have a few things to say. Can I add something, please? Uh, I think that the pretty boy Maharishi over here has been mixing a little bit of Drano with his fruit punch. I mean, does anyone here believe this uh, L.A. laid-back horse food? This guy is peddling. I don't buy it. You big fruity two-shoe. Whoa, the old hiney hairs are wound a little too tight on that one, eh, dude? Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the other, and Jack Black and his buddies really giving him the business pretty good. <laughs> um, Jack, yeah, Jack Black then going condescending pretty good. Uh, first hockey game, pretty good. Um, and then the final, the final showdown, obviously, is, you know, the, you know, the pinnacle world climax of the, the movie itself. Yeah, no, uh, the double backbone is, is a great scene. Uh, strongest performances in that movie for you? Ah, uh, definitely, Snake. like I said, snakes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, that's I, my who's it, the actor. I mean, that he went on. There's a couple of people in there who went on to be pretty good actors. Uh, oh, for sure. Snake, I can't remember his name, legitimate Seth Green, um, Jack Black. I believe the guy that played Jake. Uh, or chocolate stained blade, chocolate stained yeah. blade and Jake. I think both ended up. The the uh, and you throw in that also too. The the roller the roller hockey game also up there at top scenes for sure. It's a it's a great scene. Uh, well, which roller uh which roller hockey game? The one where he goes and accent. I'm talking the one where he pants him. Okay, yeah, yeah, that one's great. Um, yeah, the the skate through the botanical gardens is just so romantic. That's got to be one of the top, you know. Maybe top most it's romantic on my list next moments. To I tandem mean... bike riding. <laughs> tandem bike riding in a botanical garden. I told Mike that someday yeah. we're gonna he's gonna go on a tandem bike with me. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's okay. One day we're gonna rollerblade through a botanical garden. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's not a lot. Uh okay. <laughs> do you buy that uh Mitchell Guzan? Yeah, Mitchell Guzan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you buying that Mitchell Guzan? really has the plant knowledge that that he displays in that botanical garden that or you know he's just really flexing to get laid yeah, yeah. he knew every fucking plant in there this one is my absolute favorite ah peace lily beautiful oh, get out you know the peace lily what do you think i'm on a surfboard oh yeah you're right i do <laughs> but my parents are a pair of encyclopedias well then let's see oh this one Cleopatra Xerox. Impressive. Oh, you'll never get this one. Come here. This one right here. Um, Ginger. It was pretty fucking. <laughs> it was pretty fucking impressive to the point where she's like covering him up and he's like and he's like calling them by their Latin like proper names. This. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get it. Maybe the dude knows. Well, what you're about. overlooking, Tommy, is the uh, strong connection between um, rollerbladers and nature. Well, um, <laughs> that he probably didn't even need to know what the names were because. And his parents, his, his parents were scientists, you know. So yep. there's that. He's got that going for him. 
Um, he also surfs. Yeah, he also surfs, which makes him really close to nature as well. Um, yeah, no, I was really bummed. I'm, I'm almost positive that we'll find a way to make uh, Airborne a, a movie that we come back and spend a full, oh, you know, a full forty-five to, to maybe even longer, maybe even an hour and a half on, on Airborne and just dig in deep. I mean, just quotable moments. I think we could spend like thirty minutes on. Um, yeah, for sure. But no, uh, Glue's a good movie. I definitely liked it. It won fair yeah. and square. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it was good. Let, let, it, was, it was entertaining. Um, oh, and then one other fun fact about this movie that I learned. So the fact that uh, the writer was friends with a bunch of uh, writers who were kicked out of the United States during McCarthyism. So that's why he wrote in like um, he had the timeline be the 1950s when everyone's being accused of like socialism and um which i thought that was another kind of funny relevant maybe part of the movie when when uh miss scarlet's like i have some friends who are socialists and it's like this big gas moment um and like how just that's a kind of a hot button term today um so yeah no i was i was again i liked it more than i thought uh i didn't think i was gonna like it very much so i'll I'll leave that i would give it in the flynn family farms like what the sideways thumb is that mm-hmm. like I'll eat it, but don't it, cook it again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd even give it like a you know in between that. Yeah, yeah, no, because it was like I'll give it a thumbs wow. up. It was entertaining. Yeah, you know, I was surprised. I I really didn't think you were gonna like it very much, Mike. So uh, I'm glad that uh, we had I'm your surprises you sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he surprises surprises me all the time. Still, <laughs> um, I'm glad you guys were. I'm glad you guys were able to. Uh, solve the murder of of mr topaz and figure out that it was chicken nuggets that killed him and uh and i'm glad you guys were able to join me to talk about clue tonight don't forget to rate review and subscribe check out all the other podcasts on the tkfk podcast network that's pop mom's podcast that made us the episodes coming out uh, currently and keep your eyes open for eat god see acid coming uh sometime around 4 20 we'll have our first episode coming out so again thanks for joining us and we'll have four new movies for you to choose from uh on the facebook group and on the tmc podcast instagram page thanks for coming out and who done it tmc podcast we done it killed it it's done we murdered everybody (laughs) bye bye